I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is really, I'm just that sad. Is really sad. Wow. Dude, that's pretty good. This is the clue. Bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Pack. Exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Man, you look so official. Wow. Look at this guy. I feel like I'm in a commercial right now. That's right. We are honored to have the man, the myth, the legend, Safe Ride, uh, in the building, the virtual building here uh, on the gloom. So we've got Pony Express. This is the plague, and we have our man, Safe Ride. And I think what we'll do is just um, kind of lean in and, and get to know the man who is Safe Ride. Uh, get to know maybe a little bit behind um the legend and uh try to just understand who he is and what makes him tick so i, I think to start one of the things we we're trying to get to know everybody so just tell us a little bit about who he h jim um you know maybe some memories from that first workout and what uh what's what's behind that name why why safe ride because you're not a good driver so what's, what's the... <laughs> well I'll, st I'll start it out josh amber 39 safe ride um, my first post was back on April 6, 2019, out at the uh, original Oracle out of Boys Town. Uh, my man, Brazilian, uh, with a little help from Folsom, uh, had been EHing me for a good six, seven months. And the day before, so on that Friday the 5th, I got a text from Brazilian. And it was plain and simple to the point. It said, 7 a.m., Boys Town, show up, bring gloves. And for whatever reason, I decided to <laughs> uh, cave in finally. And uh, I think I actually went to Ace Hardware that, that afternoon or evening and bought a pair of Ace uh, like gardening gloves and threw them in my trunk and uh, sent him a photo and said that it's the closest I've been to showing up. And, uh, yeah, so, so that was, that was kind of the, the origination, uh, as far as the first post went, I was pretty close to, uh, spilling Merlot from the outset. Uh, you know, I was, I, I likened myself to, thinking that I was in fairly decent shape, uh, but clearly I had let the wheels fall off uh, in the months and years before my first post. And so when I showed up, uh, Reba was on the queue, and it was actually Reba's VQ, and it's my understanding that um, it's been his only queue that he's ever done. And so he had this crazy workout on, if you remember, out of Boys Town, they kind of had that practice football field up there. And so he had cinder blocks and he had coupons up there. And we're supposed to do down and backs for each of my, my one year, my two year anniversaries. By one year, obviously, we were technically shut down because of COVID. Uh, so I did kind of the OYO, but not alone, uh, virtual workout. 
And then Polaroid and I out at the Coliseum a couple weeks back did kind of a take on Reba's uh, beatdown. And so we were running down and back, uh, you know, one time, two, up to seven. And as you're doing that, you're doing three or four exercises and working your way down. Uh, but it was brutal. Uh, it was, it was god awful. I, I, I know I actually, I've saved the original backblast that Reba did. So I know who posted. I got the saved uh, name of video, but he did these things. I still cannot remember exactly what they, what they were because they're not in the, the lexicon, but he had these things called wobbly bananas and killer rabbits. To this day, I remember I, that. I have no recollection of what it is though. So if you remember playing, by all means, tell me what they were, because I don't. I have no recollection. It was kind of a blur for most of the workout. Yeah, I, I feel like there was one where it was like a like a jump up and a spin around type of thing. It was like some, but I, I'm I'm with you. It's, they're the wobbling wobbling bananas or whatever they were called. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we, you know, hey, if if Reba's listening out there on the airwaves, let's get you back on the cue schedule, brother, because uh, <laughs> we want to know the packs want to know what are those exercises. Yeah, it's only sure. been two years. It's only been two years. Might as well, you know. I think it's it's about due for uh, for another Reba beatdown. You know, when I showed up, uh, I actually ended up knowing quite a few guys. You know, I think um, uh, let's see, Saul was there and uh, so I've, no, I've known him since law school. But anyway, so I went in, I tell myself, you know, tell the guys my story. I, I'm born and raised here in Omaha. You know, I'm a big sports fan. I got three kids. Um, you know, I'm a lawyer and uh, I think I'm only one of two or three lawyers in F3 Omaha, uh, even till this, to the, today. Um, uh, I'm joking there, obviously. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm one of two or three from Hobbit O'Brien. Uh, but anyway, so I tell him, you know, hey, I'm a lawyer. Uh, I do personal injury work. I'm at Hobbit O'Brien. And Saul, I think, was the first guy that threw out just like ambulance chaser, which, you know, kind of made me cringe a little bit. I'm like, just don't make me that. Uh, but then it kind of, you know, was spitballing from there. My firm... Uh, you know, obviously we, we do 100% personal injury stuff. And one of the things that we do kind of as a marketing tool, but really to give back to the community is this, what's referred to as the Safe Ride Home program. It's done every holiday season and a couple other times and during events throughout the year. But what essentially it is, is that uh, we uh, basically give free cab rides home to people who may have had a little too much to drink. Uh, to try and minimize or prevent drunk driving and the ramifications for that. So my firm does the Safe Ride Home pro program. Somebody threw out Safe Ride, and, uh, and then it just stuck. Reba, Reba stuck with it, and, and that is the, uh, the origination of the safest of rides uh, and how that moniker came to be. Now, um, yeah, and... At the time, I was like, oh, all right, that sounds pretty good. Uh, but, I, I mean, I absolutely love my name. It's, uh, it's fitting. Now, have you actually had to use that program yourself? <laughs> well, you know, since I'm born and raised here in Omaha, uh, I definitely used it before I ever joined this firm, mostly while I was in college, sprinkled in a little bit throughout law school. Um, but... You know, Lucky Charms did a fundraiser 
uh, about a year and a half ago out at Crossstream. And uh, my firm actually was uh, helped them and it was one of the sponsors for that. So I went out there with my M and, and we had a good time drinking a few IPAs out at Crossstream. And I for sure uh, uh, used, used the safe ride from the firm. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Yamber Alert was the other one we were trying to throw out. You know, there were some other good names out there. Um, but Safe, safe Ride is, is definitely, it fits, right? Because you have such a big heart, you yeah. know, and, and you're not about chasing the ambulance. You're about caring for the community member, you know? So I just, it just it fits so well with you. So looking back, all this time in F3, you've done a lot. I mean, I think you've been involved in, in um, rucking, even though you, you refuse to admit you're a runner, we all know you're a, a historically, you're a cross country star. Uh, so, you know, you've got that in your back pocket. You've led some brutal, brutal beatdowns. But what's, if you had to pick, you know, what's that one kind of highlight moment or some, just a moment that, that sticks out as um, memorable to you? Well, um, I know early on, I, I kind of jumped in with both feet. Uh, originally when I, when I had my first post, I think the next couple of days afterwards, I couldn't walk up and down the stairs on my office. Um, but then I, I thought to myself, okay, well, if I did maybe Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, uh, and that quickly turned into, you know, Folsom one, we go to heavy metal on Wednesdays. And then, well, you know, uh, the woodshed is right down the street on Fridays uh, and so it quickly spiraled out of control where I was doing five, six days a week. So I, I kind of jumped in with, with both feet and um, quickly realized that this was a thing in my life that had been missing. So I was fully invested in that. I think within the first couple of weeks, I had read Free to Lead. The one-year anniversary happened just a few weeks after I joined. Um, so I... I definitely leaned in right away. And I think a couple of the guys, wait time, uh, probably you play, uh, Tater Todd had realized that. And so they approached me fairly early on about the possibility of becoming a psych uh, And there was some expansion happening at that time. Uh, and that's where the origination of the Coliseum uh, happened. I met wait time and Brazilian uh, and maybe a couple other guys out at uh, Paradise for lunch. And we talked about starting a new AO. Uh, and so I think my first, uh, outside of CSOP, and, uh, which was the bull in May, and uh, the one-year anniversary activities, you know, my first real uh, kind of, benchmark moment was when uh, I got that shovel flag uh, as the psych for Coliseum. And it was, uh, it was a memorable moment. Uh, I, I'm sure that if I pulled up my computer now, I'm, I save all my backblasts so I could go through and, and look at exactly what that was. Uh, I, I recall that there was some red zone stuff of going to the 20 and the 10, the five and, and touchdown, so to speak. But that was, that was one of the, the benchmark moments for me, but I mean, I've had several of them throughout my time uh, with with F3, whether it's some CSOPs that we've done. I know we've done a lot of uh, extra stuff outside of F3, which is, you know, Crab Cakes being so kind of doing family stuff at Valas and, you know, just those second F opportunities that we've had, the third F opportunities that we've had. It's, it's tough to pinpoint 
you know, each and every moment. But the first one that sticks out to me is when I was officially named and we started that, that new AO at the Coliseum. Yeah, and that was yeah, the start. That was like the first, like you started that, right? It wasn't, you know, necessarily a, just a shovel flag pass. You know, I think that's um, that's pretty cool. I think, I think, you know, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and you, I mean, you would kind of, I want to circle back just a little bit, you know, and earlier on in your introduction talking about some moments that you were going through through the pandemic, you kind of mentioned on your own but not alone, um, which actually hasn't been mentioned yet. Um, out of all the guests that we've had so far, we haven't really talked about that piece. So it really kind of raises a question for me is how do you think, I mean, obviously the pandemic has affected us. Um, how do you think we adapted? Um, are you hopeful that we're kind of seeing the tail end of it? And what do you think that kind of looks like for us moving forward? Sure. Well, I mean, I remember uh, doing some pre-rucks and, and things as uh, COVID had, you know, the first case had been announced in the United States. And then it was in, okay, it was in 15 states and New York was starting to increase. And I was out on a pre-ruck either before Cornhusker or Heavy and, it was Othello and a couple other guys and Othello was concerned and he was like, Hey, is this going to be a problem? And I was drinking the Kool-Aid with a lot of people of, nah, this is, this is going to blow over. Give it, give it six weeks. We're fine. And then as uh, we obviously know, it, it didn't go away and it just kept getting worse and worse. And there was a lot of chatter behind the scenes. I know Plague was part of it um, and a few other guys. And it was kind of like, what are we going to do? Uh, and finally, when we got to that time frame of we're going to shut, you know, we're going to shutter our doors to F3, I was, um, I was at a loss. Uh, I truly was. I, I, uh, I was depressed. I was so concerned that this was going to derail uh, everything that I had been doing, uh, both from a fitness standpoint and the fellowship and just all of the aspects of F3 that you get. I thought that that was just going to vanish and go away. And what I quickly realized was, nope, it's just uh, we're going to adapt and we're going to pivot and we're going to make this work. But with that OIO, but not alone, that Slack channel was vital to keeping guys engaged and, um, you know, making sure that we're staying connected in some fashion. And whether it was that the Slack channel on Twitter, um, you know, there was just a lot of things that guys were trying to do to um, stay connected. And even though that uh, the vast majority of us were meeting virtually, uh, and that's kind of been the norm since March of 2020, um, it's, it's definitely um, assisted in not losing the momentum that we had at the time and you've seen kind of what happened when we came officially out of that 50-day window where we weren't doing official F3 stuff. Um, you know, we had a quick Starfish expansion. I think we did five new AOs uh, the end of the summer into fall of 2020. And then by the end of next week here, we're going to have six new spots. Um, so you've just seen what that virtual – OIO, but not alone, was able to accomplish, which was keeping guys, keeping that glue together. And then it's just, boom, accelerated. As soon as we got out of that, we've gotten official again. And hopefully, by uh, 
the late summer, early fall, we got another round. Tater Top may not want to hear that, but uh, I think it's inevitable. And that's just a testament to the guys staying engaged throughout this really challenging year that we've had and, uh, and made it work. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, I think as we continue to starfish, you know, I, I think you're right. I mean, it's, it's going to keep, keep going. And, you know, the pandemic in particular was just, you know, it was hard for a lot of guys. So I, I love that you um, dove in and, you know, shield locked with some guys to get through that. I think that's, that's really crucial, um, especially during a time like that, right? Unexpected things. And, the, you know, only thing we, we know for sure is there will be something else that we didn't expect to happen in the future. Um, you know, so I love that. Uh, creating that sustainable, you know, relationships. You know, it, it's interesting because you think about free to lead and it talks about um, the sifter, you know, and, and so like those guys did not fall through the sifter of, you know, whatever was going on in the world at that time, right? It, there was, there was no, like they, they stuck in there and those were the guys that you latched onto, which is really, really cool to have those relationships. Um, talk us through a little bit, you know, as we're looking at, you know, the, so we've got F3, right? The fellowship in faith is the name of the group. We've got free to lead. We've got the Q source. Um, Talk us through kind of like where where you see yourself at on on the in the different F's and maybe how some of that um, you know if it's Q source and maybe other book studies or things like uh, of that nature that have helped you kind of move along that continuum and, and accelerate in each area. Where do you see yourself at today? Well, um, you know, I just finished uh, the my first round of Q, uh, Queen service uh, a couple weeks ago and. You know, when I started... Are you, are you down to like 120 now? <laughs> <laughs> not that low, not that low, but I, I got a you little... good, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. No, but, you know, I, always, I was always a, a fairly real, thin kind of guy. Uh, but over the years, it was just, you know, I, I'd add two or three pounds a year. And it was just, well, that's just normal. You know, I'm 34, 35 years old. I got three kids. Just, you know, that's the way I... I anticipate or expected that my life would go. Um, and I could go out and, and run a couple miles. It was pretty brutal to do, but I could, you know, muster my way through it before F3. And uh, when I look back at where I was and where I am now, when I finished this queen service, uh, I was officially 38 pounds lighter than where I was at uh, immediately prior to starting uh, F3. Uh, and, um, you know, when I did my first seesaw, uh, which was the bull and that craziness of starting at, down at future and working all our way out to paradise, it, it, it was like the farthest I had run in at, at minimum of a decade, uh, if not longer, I'm sure. Uh, and I struggled my way through it. Uh, and now I feel like, uh, outside of some ailments that I've had with some injuries, you know, I can get up and run a five or 10K and it's, it's not an issue. I, I am in better shape today than I was um, probably even at the end of my college tenure. So my fitness is, uh, F3 has brought that to the forefront. And 
Now, at times, Miami may say, I, I take it a little too serious. I'm obsessed. <laughs> and, and that's true. I think we all kind of uh, deal with that. Clay, I know you have, uh, of trying to find that balance of, you know, hey, I've got to go to bed at 9 because i got that pre-run at 4.30 with the guys. And the wife looking at you and saying, you know, oh, okay, so we're not watching this show tonight. We're not going to watch, you know, Breaking Bad or whatever it is. Uh, so you got to find that balance. And I've, I've worked on that a little bit. I need to continue to do so um, to, a certain, to a certain extent. But, you know, my fitness, I, I'm ecstatic about where I am and potentially where I'm going. I mean, my goal this year has been to run a, a half marathon. That's been um, – tampered down a little bit because of an IT band I've, been, I've had to work with for the last couple of months, but I've gotten to the point where I, I'm back to running now. And I think uh, hopefully over the next you know few months, I can get to that point. Um, you know, with the second half stuff, uh, it's, it's through the roof. I, I mean, just, you got that kind of inner circle of guys that I, that you, I'm sure, everybody in F3 can kind of relate to. you got that kind of core group that you communicate with and you text and you might have a separate Slack channel or signal channel or text chain that you're working on uh, that you stay connected with those guys. But it's also just those random things. I mean, yesterday, for instance, I just got a random text message from Sparty. And Sparty, you know, he just said, hey man, hope you're having a great day. And it's that kind of stuff where it's like, man, I got such a huge net of friends and, and confidants and guys that you can just lean on. And it doesn't have to be, you know, man, I'm having a really shitty day of work and clients are bugging me or, you know, my kid is struggling in school. You know, we all are dealing with that stuff, but just reaching out to a guy, hey, how's it going? Or, you know, sitting down at a cafeteria and, and connecting with guys and, and learning their story is just, it, it fills your bucket. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, on that third F component, um, you know, before F3, uh, that was pretty much non-existent. You know, my, my third F component was taking care of my family. And that was about it. Uh, I didn't attend church services. I didn't do any type of, uh, you know, volunteer activities, nothing. You know, now it's uh, every eight weeks I'm donating blood. Uh, you know, this week when we're doing our three-year anniversary convergence, I ran up the food, to the food bank the other day uh, and grabbed 30 boxes and guaranteed the folks at the food bank that we'd be back Saturday morning and those 30 boxes would be filled uh, and push you guys to, to hopefully do that. Um, so just be cognizant uh, now that I've been in F3, you know, for more than two years of the world and my community is bigger than what's right in front of my face. And there are people and companies and entities that need help. And I am fortunate enough that I'm in a position where I can help people, you know, not only, you know, my business that I do, but, you know, when you're in F3, you, you see that you have the resources, hopefully, to uh, lend a hand to people that need it. And uh, I've realized that uh, I can do that and I should do that. Uh, and what, 
what you kind of realize, and it may be a little selfish on my part, but what I've realized is that I get a benefit out of donating my time or donating blood or donating items or volunteering places, right? And I think we all kind of see that. It's like, there's, I hate to say it, it's, there's really no selfless act because I, I, I feel fulfilled by doing those type of service activities, right? And I think mean, that's the great part of the third F component. You're like, oh, well, you're, you're volunteering or you're donating. Well, yes, I am doing that, but, but I am getting something back in return. I am I'm filling my bucket even more. And I'm sure that uh, if there are any guys that, that listen to this or are listening to it, and I'm sure, you know, Pony and, and Plague, you guys can agree that you feel that sense of pride uh, and joy when you do that third F activity. That's awesome, man. Well, love to hear uh... – love to hear that you know you're accelerating in those those three areas and you know f3 has given you the opportunity or this platform to kind of one see maybe what you may have been lacking and not even know i think that's kind of the problem with a lot of the guys that are first coming in you know obviously the attraction is the first f people are worried about their fitness they're they're trying to jump in they're trying to get a hold of uh, of their fitness and their life and and that's perfectly fine but but they also, you know, as you continue to come, you start to see in these second F opportunities or these third Fs where you're lacking, right? When I, you know, I brought this up multiple times when I moved here, it was for the fitness aspect. I was proving a point. I needed to go there to prove a point to my buddy, Hong Kong. And, uh, <laughs> but then, you know, come to realize I was really missing that second F component. Um, I needed some community. Uh, I had just moved here with my wife. Uh, we didn't really know a lot of guys. And like you were saying earlier, you know, you've got so many guys that you can just lean on now that you're getting random texts from Sparty or slow pitch after a, after a pre-run or something just saying, hey, thanks for coming out. You know, that's huge. So I definitely think that you're highlighting some aspects that a lot of the newer guys may not know about when they first start. Like, hey, you know, I'm just worried about my fitness. But they are, there are these other aspects that F3 can help highlight. You know, here's where you may not know you're missing something. But here, let me help fill your bucket, as you were kind of saying, right? Use a, use this as a tool to fill your bucket with those things that you're missing. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. And the, the one thing I would I would encourage any of the, the newer guys, it doesn't have to be, you know, the F&G at its first post. But what really helped me in that second F component pony is um doing that extra thing i know you know time constraints will do this for folks and they can't always uh you know stay afterwards but man stick around for cafeteria it doesn't have to be every day but uh, if you if you just are able to stick around a little bit afterwards rather than jumping in the car and heading home and that's fine too but if you get that that cafeteria i think that that is such a vital component to accelerate um, your uh, purpose into F3 and, and that second F opportunity. Because you learn a heck, heck of a lot more, from, you know, from guys. And, uh, you know, I think it was, God, I've been working out with Hipster for like four months. And we were finally out at uh, cafeteria at Starbucks one day after, I think, Future. And he's talking about 
I think finally mentioned Creighton Law School. And I was like, oh, you you went to Creighton Law School? And he said, yeah. I go, are you a lawyer? And, you know, it turns out he's, you know, over at Erickson Street, Cedarson, right across the, across the way here. And it's like, man, I never knew that about you. And uh, so you learn a lot about guys and it, it is an opportunity where you're, you're able to stay engaged and it, it is, it keeps, it keeps you coming back. No, I, I agree with that 100%. And I brought that up in mind, you know, cafeteria for me was something that was so huge in building those connections. Um, and is I'm super appreciative that that's even a thing. And I know that's, that's rare for some regions, right? You know, I know we're one of the only ones that, continuously gets cafeteria every day and that's unique and that's that's really cool and that that we have that avenue for the packs you know you had kind of touched on continuing to come back this is one of the things that kept you coming back and you know obviously that's you know part of the glue of you know f3 so i guess for me my question to you is what was the glue for you Ooh, that's a great question um i think i just realized I think right after that first workout that I just saw the connections that were made with guys and they're, they're razzing each other or they're they you know, back, back when we could do ball of man, you know, you get done and guys are, you know, shaking hands and hugging each other. And it's just like, man, this is a brotherhood. It truly is. Um, and I, and I, I use brother all the time now. I mean, you know, love your brother, you know, how's it going all that stuff. Uh, I think you'll probably see that in most of my text messages as well. But uh, I, that's what I realized right, right away is that that is you're truly a member of community, a community and you are a member of this brotherhood. And it was as soon as the end of that first workout, I looked around and I saw guys and I'm like, this is something that I am missing in my life and I need it. And I want it. And when I, uh, I, I learned and I've realized since being on F, in F3, and I'm sure that guys listening to this will, will see it too if they're regular posters. It's like if you get out of your routine, it, it, it screws up your day, right? It's like I used to do the Murph every single Monday. And if I, you know, fart sacked it or if I had something going on where I didn't post on that Monday, it like ruined the start of my week. Uh, now I've gotten a little better at that, uh, but it but it is. It's like man, I I miss being with the guys. I miss you know having to do monkey humpers on the uh, at creepy corner at the woodshed. <laughs> you know things like that. It's just uh, you know at times you can't get enough of it. But you know on the flip side of that, you do have to find a balance and and you do have to uh, keep in mind that you have. Uh, 2.0s and, and M's and, and responsibilities outside of F3. And, and um, you know, I, I'm going to kind of divert a little bit here uh, on what you asked me, uh, Pony. But, you know, what I've talked about in a recent COT was, you know, we talk about these three F's uh, here in, in F3 and, and how we accelerate in all three of those F's in this group. Uh, you know, but where I struggled with my second year of F3 uh, was trying to implement those three Fs outside of our group, right? With my concentrica, with my family, 
and so I've tried to be more cognizant of that. Uh, it's some days it's easier said than done, but you know, the purpose of, and the mission statement of F3, right, is to plant, grow, and serve small workout groups through the reinvigoration of male community leadership. It's not male F3 leadership that we need to concentrate on. Uh, and so trying to keep that, uh, you know, in the forefront is sometimes difficult for me, uh, but I realize that and uh, I, I know that I need to accelerate for my family and, and do those things outside of F3 to better my life and, and the people around me and their lives. Yeah. You know, I, and I love that you mentioned that because, because this kind of illustrates how, you know, the concentrica is really kind of like this thing that's comes out of Q source, right? And, and it's in free to lead. They, they talk about it there too, but what you inevitably realize is that, um, a way to get guys engaged with other men and build those relationships is through the three apps. But the way to prioritize the things in your life, right? Fitness is not on the concentrica at all, you know? And, and so it's, it's interesting because I, for me, I think what, um, sometimes the barrier for guys to engage in these other activities, like the reason I don't go to coffee is because I think I got to be the first one into work. Well, guess what? Your relationships that you're going to build at cafeteria are way more important than work. And that's hard for a lot of people to say and to admit. But to be honest, if, if something happens to you today and you're not here tomorrow, who's going to be at your funeral, right? Is it the people you work with or is it all the, the, the friends and relationships that you've built in the community? And, and you know, for me, um, I've got to prioritize those relationships above my work because it's really easy to, to get immediate feedback from work on how you're doing and how you're performing. Um, but like five minutes at, at coffee with some other guys building those relationships is really, really powerful lifelong. You know, I think, um, yeah, I, you know, early on, it reminds me of that story. Um, one of our leaders went through a time where he, he lost his job. And I remember thinking, why is he not crushed by that? why is he not like in tears and what, you know, he's, he's still coming out. He's not isolating. He doesn't even really seem to be upset. Um, and lo and behold, it's because he had not put work at the center of his life. That was the reason, right? He realized that I am not my job. My work is not my identity. And I think that's, that is hard for a lot of us men to, to deal with. But I appreciate you going deep with us on uh, some of these things here. It's nice to get to know. I'm, I said at the beginning, man, this guy's got a really big heart underneath that, uh, that, three-piece suit so uh i i do think um we want to kind of wrap up here we got some questions that are a little more uh light-hearted but uh first one is what's what's your least favorite exercise uh i got a couple of them but the one that sticks out to me is hydraulic squats they serve absolutely no purpose okay let's just be let's call a spade a spade so, you know, like burpees, I know you're a fan of them, Plague. Uh, I hate them, but they're, they're beneficial, in my opinion. There is literally no good reason for hydraulic squats. Let's, let's be honest. And, and khakis, if you're listening to this, get it off your goddamn workout list, okay? Because all it does is just hurt my knees. I, and frankly, just regular squats are better than, than that. Like, I get a more... I, I, yeah, I'll leave it at that. 
Hydro. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to take an official uh, tally because because for some reason hydraulic squats are a lot of guys are saying that that's their least favorite, which makes me really proud that I have I have you know at least influenced guys' um, feelings about burpees over the last couple of years. Guys, guys like them now, which is good. That's what they might have to like, plan all along. I don't like burpees, but but they I can see the purpose of burpees. There's no purpose for hydros. All right. Fair enough. Love it. All right. Well, uh, last question here is you kind of briefly touched on it, maybe just with a little more specificity. What advice would you give an F and G? Okay. Uh, the advice for the F and G or the person who's first coming out, like even before the yep. F and G at the site, right? Right. Uh, post, right? And keep posting. And uh, go to cafeteria. So it's a little, you know, it's not one thing, it's a couple things. So first is, is post. Get out there and, and do a workout. And if you say it's too early or I'm out of shape or, you know, we all heard, heard the excuses. We've heard them all before. Um, you can do it first and foremost. And when you get done with your first post, come back again. doesn't have to necessarily be the following day. It could be a couple days down the road like I was. You know, I couldn't move the first couple days afterwards. But get back out there and post again. And then stay connected. You know, just strike up a conversation. I know it's easier said than done, but like today when we were uh, out at the launch of the Coop, a guy that who's, who's recently been showing up uh, and he's been regular, which is great, is Sportiva. And, you know, I, I'm just running next to him. I say, hey, you know, how's it going, Sportiva? And uh, I think the last couple of days he had a, uh, I had to remind him what my name was. But that's fine, right? And it's, it's just those little things of, you know, connecting with a guy. A guy like Stinkbait, right? He's, he's leaning heavy into this right now. And that's, that's something that's going to keep him engaged. And guys are going to start recognizing him and, and communicating with him. And, um, and it just, it's, it's a way for you to um, get connected into F3. So posting is the biggest thing. And you can, you can, you can do this. Uh, and then the second is just come to a cafeteria and talk to some guys. And you're going to realize that um, even though you, you may be in completely different walks of life or different businesses or, um, you know, that person may never see you again because they're, you know, a district person or they're out west or they may just be coming through like Whiplash did with Seattle, uh, F3 Seattle when he came. But you're, you're building those relationships and it just, you'll see, you'll see that um, it's, it's a reason for you to come back because you, you're having good conversations and you're, you're learning about other men that, frankly, you would never, you would never get the opportunity to do if it wasn't for F3. So get to a cafeteria. I'll buy you, I'll buy you a coffee. There you go. I love that. That's a good, we haven't had that offer yet. <laughs> how much, how much they paid you over there? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, love it, Dave Ryan. This has been just a, a pleasure to spend time with you this morning. I think uh, to, to send us off, would you give us the old uh, name Rama? All right. Uh, Josh Amber, 39, safe ride. Safe ride. Safe ride. Appreciate it, man. Yeah.